I, can Google tell you that? <laughs> Instagram can tell me that. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everyone. I am Kimberly Adams. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where today makes sense. None of us is as smart as all of us, all of the catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday, February the 16th. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm Kyle Rosdahl. As Kimberly said, it is Friday, the 16th of February. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, the YouTube uh, live stream. Friday uh, is when we do a little happy hour. We check on what people are drinking, and then we do some um, half full, half empty. And, uh, and, I mean, you guys know how Friday goes. Yeah, it's a Friday. Yeah. We're going to do yeah. all the things. Uh, what are you drinking, yeah. Kai? Oh, uh, I have a cup of coffee because I got things to do later. Also, I was up way too early this morning. Uh, mm. So it's in my uh, Puabic mug, uh, but a, a, a freshly brewed uh, cup of coffee with some whole milk. Thank you very much. That's not going to keep you up like a long time. No, no, it doesn't. What's really interesting is, on a, it's not really interesting to anybody except me. I need coffee to wake me up in the morning, but coffee late in mm -hmm. the afternoon or at night after dinner does not keep me up at night. It's weird. Wow. Don't know what to do. Yeah, if if I have coffee after like two o'clock in the afternoon i may as well give up going on going to sleep at all my wife's the same <laughs> way like, my wife's the same way. yeah what about you uh, i'm drinking uh wine red wine just being very simple but uh, not simple because i put it in my goblet because it felt like a goblet kind of day um wait let me see the goblet has hold up again. oh yes oh my look goblet. at that all right it has dragon on it it's there pewter and yeah. it's uh, 19 Crimes the Banished. Wow. Fun. What? Yeah, what, it's what the, the 19 Crimes Thank brand. They always you. put like convicted criminals on. For, I think it's like an Australian brand and they put like criminal uh, old photos of like convicted criminals on the cover. And there used to be on some of them where you could like uh, do um, put your phone over it and like see the criminals talking and, and do some oh my cool God. thing. They've got a collaboration with Snoop Dogg. It's it's like a whole thing, but they're tasty. Uh, Australian, not expensive. It's an Australian label, right? Makes sense. Hold for on, a form let me of look. Colony, nope. colony, right? Yeah, it's from. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. It says, right. um, yeah. yeah, nineteen crimes turned convicts into colonists. <laughs> Upon conviction, these rogues guilty at least of one of the nineteen crimes got sentenced to Australia. There you go. <laughs> so Jasper's getting some love. I should say. Yes. Yes. He saw you on the screen uh, and so he decided Jasper to be Nass. active. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Lots of good stuff in here. We got a coffee stout from Dylan in the desert. Mm -hmm. David Wise is drinking two fingers of Eagle Rare. I don't know what that is, David, but I would have some right now. It's been one of those weeks. <laughs> uh, Brett Sharp is just like me. Same with coffee. It doesn't do anything late to him late in the day. Uh, lots of red wine. Let's see. Blaze from Minnesota is, oh, no, in Oklahoma City. Oh, I see. Is drinking a Nada Nada Pink Limonada Sour Ale, which I guess comes from Oklahoma City. Yes. Uh, you know, I've, I've been thinking I should try a sour ale. They always sort of made me huh. go, ew, but I was thinking I should try one. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll branch. Oh, my God. Guy's going to branch out and drink something besides an IPA. Stop the freaking presses. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. Meredith is drinking rum and coke. Michael uh, doing the Glenlivet old fashioned today. I appreciate it. And oh, Peter hecked with the tequila shots. All right. Well, there we go. 
Ben Navratil kinda... says sour <laughs> ales are gross, Kai. You will hate it. So we'll see. E. We shall see. Oh, I've heard about these Lug- uh, Lagun- Lagunitas hop Lagunitas water. Lagunitas hop water. Yeah, me too. E- yeah, people are saying those are quite good and they're non-alcoholic. Um, I'll have to try it. You know, I like to try the non-alcoholic uh, well, things. That's actually a really good idea because I've talked before about how non-alcoholic beers haven't done it for me, mostly because of mm-hmm. the, the, the follow taste. Maybe a hoppy mm-hmm. water would do it. I don't know. That's a good idea. I'll give that a whack. Yeah. I'll give that you a know, whack. There you go. Different. Benjamin All right. Forrest what's your news? For the win. Oh, well, so look. Um, mm. The the whole Navalny thing, Alexei Navalny, uh, apparently, definitely dead, apparently murdered in the Soviet gulag, Russian gulag, sorry. Um has kind of been eating at me all day in a in a oh my god uh, the courage and the bravery and the strength of purpose that he had but then you juxtapose that with uh Tucker Carlson a- almost literally groveling at Putin's feet and the way that's playing with the American right uh and I I I'm I'm having such a hard time dealing with the right wing of American politics right now. I can't even tell you. So it's it's the juxtaposition of what Navalny did and what he stood for and what he sacrificed, literally everything, uh, and then uh, Americans. I don't get it. I'm trying to remember who I had this conversation with, but it was years ago, and they were talking it it was somebody who i used to work with in egypt but they were talking about how any country in the midst of a political transition the individual citizens have to sort of take a a moment where you sort of draw your lines right right right. deciding what is going to be the thing when you stop going about your normal day-to-day life and you actually start being engaged, you start protesting, you start actually changing the way you live and stop seeing it as like an abstract thing and it becomes a thing for you. And that everybody's got to figure out where that line is in advance because if you don't, it creeps up on you and you're like a frog in the boiling pot of water Mm -hmm. and you don't Mm -hmm. realize what's happening or you don't see it happening around you and before you know it you're in a dictatorship and i wonder how many of these lines if we you know as a society had set these lines five years ago how far we've Mm -hmm. blown past them you know and what lines do we need to be setting for ourselves today saying this is what i as an individual citizen will not tolerate navalny was in there in the gulag still still probably being tortured you know still engaging in politics still encouraging his supporters still calling for you know the rights of his people and you know i wonder how many of us would have that medal given what we've kind of swallowed so far I wouldn't add a word. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been gnawing at me all day. Anyway, go ahead. What do you got? Uh, Two things. Um, Not nearly as thoughtful. Um, But speaking of things that we've just sort of accepted, um, plastics Mm -hmm. and plastic pollution. There was a report that came out, I guess it was yesterday, from, yes, an environmental group, uh, advocacy group. It's called the Center for Climate Integrity. Mm-hmm. And they put out this report that basically said, that did say, the plastics industry has known always 
that plastics were never really recyclable, the vast majority of them, and they're probably never going to be, but still pushed the narrative that recycling was going to fix the problem anyway. And it reminds me so much of the what we know about the oil companies, that they knew climate change was real for decades mm -hmm. and lied to the American people about it and, you know, pretended like it wasn't that big of a deal. And now the, the scale of the plastic pollution that we're dealing with is just unbelievable. And we still have our recycle bins and we still feel guilty if we don't sort our things, but most of that stuff is not really recyclable or even if it is it's no longer economically viable to be recycled and it's a how you've put it a certain way before and i'm going to mess up your words where you're talking about how um the you know the individual like individual people get told to take responsibility for things that mm -hmm. need corporate or um, systemic solutions. You you had a smarter way of saying it. But yeah, it's like we've been taught reduce, reuse, recycle, you can right. you can save the planet. And it's, it's not us. It's not us. Like, now granted, my dad used to say just because you can't be the solution doesn't mean you have to be a part of the problem. But we do need some systemic changes. And you yeah. know, what? I'll just skip my yeah. other one because it's it's I'm, I'm done being kind of a downer. I'm ready for our game. That's fair. <laughs> but That's fair. I know. Game. Well, no, we can't go to the game yet because we have a break first. After the break, we'll go to the game. All right. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey from experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts. Charlton's like, I boogered that one up. I'm sorry. All right. Half That's full, half empty is the game. Daniel Shin in for Drew, uh, who is out doing, I don't know, something. Maybe he's having fun. I don't know. Daniel? Magical. I'm sure it's something magical. How's it going, everybody? Well, Good. So uh, I'll just jump straight into it. First topic, are you half full or half empty on OpenAI's new text-to-video tool named oh, Sora? Man. Wow. I want to be half full because it's cool and full of possibilities, but the the downside risk, shall we just say, seems to me to be yeah. huge, especially when – and look, they, they have not released it to the public yet. We should be clear about that. <laughs> uh, but the challenges with this are going to be huge. So I think I have to say I'm half empty for now, which I understand I'm spitting into the wind. I, I get that. Half empty for now as well. And you know I, I try to be an optimist about AI, but – just because they haven't released it to the public doesn't mean it's not similar tools are not available to the public or True. similar tools True. will not be available to nefarious actors. And just given 
And lots of people saw that article um, in, I guess it was New York Magazine, about the columnist who got scammed out of $50,000. Did mm-hmm. you see that? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I did. Just the the scams getting so much more sophisticated and the tech being easier to use. I'm, I'm going to have to be half empty, but I still am holding out hope for the future that once we somehow as a society adapt, I think we're going to end up hopefully better off, assuming we survive. Um, total nerd aside, assuming I cannot... <laughs> uh, not share the fact that the name of this software is Sora, which means sky, which also I recently learned this word because one of the anime shows I'm watching has a little uh-huh. slime monster character that is also named Sora after the sky also. And so I was like, oh, Sora, it's a very cute little monster. Cool. And it made me smile. <laughs> That's cool. There you go. And yes. that on an upbeat. Daniel, what's number two? Number two, uh, the retail chain Best Buy is ending DVD and Blu-ray sales. Really? Uh, I didn't know they were still selling them. So look, <laughs> progress, I suppose. I wonder what we're gonna, all going to do. Given what I just said about plastics, half full. <laughs> yeah, 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 half full for sure. I do wonder, though, like how many metric tons of Plastic and polycarbonate and all that jazz are now in everybody's like living room cabinets. You know. Well, remember all those AOL CDs that everybody had for I ages. Do, I do and indeed. Trying to come up with indeed. crafts to do with them. People were making yeah. like wall hangings out of them and stuff. Yep. Yep. Totally. <laughs> totally. What's next? Number three: uh, making beer with the help of artificial intelligence. I don't know anything about this story. I imagine it's some kind of ingredient calculation and formulation. Recipes, basically. Uh, recipe. Okay, yep, yep, there you go. So look, I think one of the really cool things about ChatGPT is you can uh, tell it what's in your fridge and it will come up with a recipe mm-hmm. for you. So I, I, I'm, I'm half full on that. Or what's in your bar. Or what's in yes. your, right, exactly. exactly. Totally. Yeah. And and the medical advances is where I get really excited when you start thinking about that in terms of combinations of drugs and, and cures for things. Mm-hmm. So half full on that kind of usage of, of AI. Yes, half full. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one is uh, apparently the return of the romance novel. Mm. <laughs> the kind you'd so find in like had... a CVS or something. Right. Yes. Bodice Ripper is what they used to call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, I learned on the radio program that I host uh, this week, I learned that they are a billion dollar a year industry, romance novels are. Uh, and now, because of diverse, more diverse writers and more diverse audiences, they are growing. I mean, look, whatever floats your boat, right? Half full. I'm half full mainly because I get very entertained by romance talk videos on TikTok. Like I'm much more of a sci-fi fantasy person. So there's book talk on TikTok. And within book talk, there are all these subgenres of communities in different, you know, genres of book books. And romance novel TikTok is super active. But even within that subgenre, I don't know how I got into this, mainly from laughing at videos. There are all these videos of like the husbands and partners of women who love to read romance novels 
complaining about the unrealistic standards they're being held to oh because their oh wives and partners are reading all of these novels about the romance and the steamy scenes and everything. And it's very funny. So I am all the way full on this. <laughs> that is very funny. I'll buy that. Yeah, whatever. Whatever works. Mm-hmm. All right. And the last one is another sort of return. It's a... Wait, is this the one that we do the poll? This, here comes the poll. Yep. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. So we're going to have a poll. Got it. Uh, the last one is about bringing back landline phones. I still have a landline phone. seriously? <laughs> do you really? <laughs> yes. And it was while we're vamping, waiting for people to vote, let me tell you how hard it was for me to get a landline. So the landline phone companies don't like to maintain these copper hard lines because they're expensive and they're old and very few people use them. They don't make that much money. But in D.C., they actually like passed some sort of edict that the companies had to maintain their existing lines so that they couldn't force people to like switch over to VoIP if they didn't want to as a way to like help out low income Mm -hmm. uh, people. Right. So I decided because I can often be a paranoid individual that I wanted to have a hardwired copper like old school landline in case of an emergency and all the networks went down and it was the apocalypse and I needed to call in to work. I know that was actually what I thought. Um, (laughs) Wait, seriously? Was that why? Oh, my God. Well, because like, you know, I so here's what happened when I was living in Egypt, they they well, not when I was living in Egypt, shortly after I left, they shut down the internet. And I got an Uh advanced warning that they were shutting down the internet. And so I went around getting everybody's landline numbers. And that was the only way you could reach people. And so in an emergency, when the internet shuts down, your VoIP goes away, and you can't call anybody, that landline phone that is sitting two feet from me right now, will be my saving grace, and then I'll survive the zombie apocalypse. So I have a landline, and Verizon was not happy about it. It is nowhere on their website. You had to call and go through like a million phone trees, but I got I made them do it. Okay, so does it ever ring? Do people call you on it? I have the ringer turned off. <laughs> okay, so it's strictly outgoing in case of the zombie apocalypse. Yes, although I when I do turn it on, it's funny. It's the only time I get um, polling calls is when I have my oh yeah, of turned course. on for my landline and and of um, course. some sort of police uh, like um, policeman's fund for fallen policemen, right, which is probably right, right, a scam. Right, right, right. But anyway, but yeah, wow. that's uh, I have a landline. All right. All right um, Jason Perringer says in the chat, who would you call if you're the only person with a landline? Yeah, the only person still alive. (laughs) No, with a landline, because nobody else is going to be able to answer. Oh, my God. Wow, look at this one. Fair, fair. Okay, so it's pretty split. Okay, I'm bringing back landlines. Half full, 51%. Half empty, 48% with 151 votes. So so wait, Daniel, are are we bringing back landlines? Is Kimberly a trendsetter here? There's some reporting to suggest that it's a, a bit of a resurgence thanks to uh, Gen Z, quote-unquote, retro nostalgia for landline <laughs> aesthetics. And the millennial oh, preppers. Oh, my God. That's pretty wild. I, I did not, though. I did not know that was a thing. That also might be the closest poll we had, 
Yeah, yeah, that's pretty close. I wonder. Any, all right, Courtney, that's all Marissa, we got are you guys then. keeping track of polls? Sorry, I would. Sorry, just seriously. Fifty-one forty-eight. Mm-hmm. Is there a closer poll that we've had? Do we know? Anyway, whatever. Mm. Random, random, random musings. Go ahead. Oh wait, Bridget says I'll be able what? to call Marissa because Marissa has a landline. Marissa, yeah, oh my god. Oh See, all man. the cool kids have funny. one, Kai. <laughs> you won't. All want the to. yes, I'm. Uh, look, it is well established that I'm not a cool kid. I'm neither cool nor a kid. Alrighty, so we're out of here. We're done. <laughs> Done for today. We are off Monday uh, for the holiday, back on Tuesday. In the meanwhile, if you've got a question or a comment you want to share with us, leave us a voicemail using your landline, of course. That's the only way we'll take your call, 508-UB-SMART. <laughs> or you can email us at makemesmart at marketplace.org. Or if you want to, go really retro, 261 South Figueroa, Los Angeles, California, oh 90012. <laughs> we'll take some snail mail, all right? <sighs> Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Bergseeker. Today's episode was engineered by Charles and Thorpe. Our intern is Talia Menchaca, who probably doesn't even know what a landline is because she's young. God bless her. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? I mean, my kids would be like, mm-hmm. seriously. Like, my oldest son would know what a landline is. My daughter at 16 would not know what a landline is. Team behind our Friday game is Emily McEwen and Antoinette Brock. Marissa Cabrera is the senior producer of this podcast. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcast. Francesca Levy is the executive director of Digital and On Demand. Somebody told me once that Gen Z doesn't actually know why the symbols for hang up and pick up are those little shapes because they've never I actually totally, I totally believe that. I a thousand <laughs> percent that believe look that. look like that. Yeah. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost to splurging on fast fashion. I was spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.